Oh, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Get Chatty with me. I am really excited for this episode, to be completely honest, because Han, I've been waiting to do a Q&A for so long, and they're honestly my favorite type of episode, to be honest. Like, when I don't have a guest on the show, I like doing the Q&As because I feel like I'm talking to someone. I don't know. I feel like with the Q&As, I'm actually, like, responding to questions that you guys want to hear. So it makes me feel like I'm interacting with you guys a bit more. I don't know how to explain it. But anyway, if you are a new listener here, don't be overwhelmed. Han, welcome to Get Chatty With Me. Anyways, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you're confused, like, where do you ask these questions with a Q&A? Who even are you? Hi, my name is El Ray, and I'm on TikTok and Instagram, and Instagram is probably the platform you can interact podcast-related things the most. I do question boxes all the time where I ask you guys what you want to hear. I do Q&As, and I get you guys to put in your questions that you can personally ask me. So if you want to give that a go, follow me on Instagram, and I post that stuff pretty regularly. Anyways, moving on, let's jump right in to the Q&A. You guys sent over a bunch of questions and I'm going to scroll all the way to the bottom so that, you know, I can start with, I can do everyone's questions or at least attempt to. Okay, the first question, how did I get into social media? I feel like this is a question you guys actually ask me a lot and I, it's something I've never actually thought to talk about. I don't know. I feel like... I really grew up in the era of social media. So social media for me has always been something I've been on and interacted with. I don't know how else to explain it. Like Instagram, I remember I downloaded it the day I finished year six with one of my friends. I actually specifically remember this moment. I was like sitting on the couch. She's like, we need to make you an Instagram account. I like ran to my mom and I was like, mom, can I please have an Instagram account? And she was like, yep, go for it bless my mom. She was so sweet and so lenient with that stuff. I was actually more paranoid than she was. I remember she told me I could get Snapchat in year seven and I waited till year eight to get it because I felt bad. Like what, what kind of child does that? Anyway, that's, that's completely forget that. So I'm downloading Instagram and I remember I literally (laughs) took a selfie and just uploaded it. Like I took a selfie in the app and just uploaded it straight to feed. Can we bring that back? I was like, yep, this is the selfie. You know what? I can actually probably find it for you. Let me see if I if I still have it up. I don't know if I have it. Like, because, you know, that was probably like two. Whoa. That would have been 2015 that I did that. So we'll see if it's even in the archives. But if it is, I'll try and put it on my Instagram story so you guys can see. But like, that's the level Instagram was at when I downloaded it. And now to see its evolution, I'm like, whoa, I have really changed as a, like, as a person and as a creator through the evolution of social media because it wasn't like I got started and wanted to be an influencer. I got started because social media had kind of just started. I was like, yeah, let me get, let me hop on this platform. Let me, let me suss it out. Like all the girlies were on it. I was like, I don't want to be left out of here. I got FOMO. So that's kind of how it started. But in terms of like my content creating era, I think that was more a year eight, year nine kind of thing. Now, some of you would know my mum runs a talent agency for film and TV. It's called RPR Talent. So if anyone here does extras work or, you know, does TV or commercial auditions, you would know what I'm talking about. But this is kind of the space, the realm I've been in since I was young. So mum started this when I was like nine years old. So I've always been kind of in the entertainment industry because I reckon that's where the social media category falls in, entertainment vibes. Anyways, so that kind of already had me in the headspace of wanting to be a creator, like doing something creative. 
And then when social media took off and we started to see a rise of like these people that would create content for others, because that wasn't common. It was first of all used as a communication platform, like just to talk to your friends and share photos. And then it kind of evolved into people creating content for others to enjoy, if that makes sense. So when it moved from like that point to the next, I remember being like, you know what, this is something I could really enjoy. Like this is something really fun. And I remember I created an account to showcase my acting stuff. So at the time I was doing like Carl's ads, I did a Nissan ad, like I did a bunch of stuff. I was on Little Lunch. Some of you actually comment that you've seen me in Little Lunch. I was just a little classroom kid, nothing special, but my face does feature in a few little episodes. So if you've got Netflix, look at the Windy Day episode and I am meditating. I look really young though, so see if you'll be able to pick me, but I am there. And I did all this kind of fun stuff. So I actually made an account and I posted this stuff onto the feed, right? And obviously didn't go viral because of that, but I had fun doing it. I had fun like showcasing my stuff. And then eventually we changed it to an Ellie, Peter and George account, which is ironic because I changed it back to my own personal account. And that's the one that you guys all follow today. That is still the same account. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, you would probably find those videos from my acting, which I think is pretty funny, but whatever. And so we changed it to an Ellie Peter and George account. We showcased all of our acting stuff. And then by default, we started getting invited to some events and stuff, which I was like ecstatic to attend. And I met these people in the social space. And that's when the whole influencer thing started taking off. I think it kind of started with the actors and the models posting their content. And then it kind of evolved like reality TV. You know what I mean? Kind of evolved from there. So then once I had an established kind of platform, is I was a teenager still, so I was still trying to figure out what I even enjoyed, what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. So I feel like my social media was very reflective of this. Like you say, how did you get into social media? But for me, it wasn't like a I was scrolling one day and saw an influencer and I was like, I want to do that. I, I It was like a very gradual and slow process. When I was in like year eight and year nine is when I was really like, you know what, this is something I want to do. And I started making more content. I started posting more regularly and it just went from there. And then 2018 is when Musical.ly made the shift to TikTok. I do want to say I was a Musical.ly queen. My Musical.ly account is actually still up, which I find is so funny. You guys can find, I think it's L.Ray on TikTok. It's like got all my Musical.ly videos. Anyways, if you find them, have a laugh. They're pretty funny. But I was a Musical.ly queen. And then I remember I was devastated when it switched to TikTok. But I still jumped on the TikTok bandwagon and I was probably one of the first like group of people that actually went on TikTok because it was considered cringe. Does anyone else remember that moment where it was considered like cringy to be on TikTok? Because that's the moment I was like creating all my content, like scrolling all the way back down to my TikTok would be a nightmare because I just know the type of content I was creating in 2018 compared to now, 2023 would be a ridiculous comparison, but like it shows how much I've evolved as a creator. Like I never knew, yes, I want to get into social media. It was more like it just kind of happened, but I feel like it suits my personality so well. Like this year I've been super grateful. Like I've, my account has really grown in the last 12 months and to have you guys all supporting me and be like backing me through this whole process has been so amazing like I'm so blessed and grateful to have you guys support because without it I would be nowhere so I'm very appreciative and it's just cool to see that you guys have kind of grown with me like I get dms from girls being like 
oh, I remember when you did this video in 2020, I remember I used to do Zooms all the time. Zooms are really popular and I've gotten a few DMs with girls saying they used to join my Zooms and now they look at me now and they're like, whoa, like you've really grown as a person and it's really cool to see people that have been able to grow with you. I don't know. I just feel like with my social media, it was never a moment of being like, I want to be a content creator. I want to do social media. I want to be an influencer. It just kind of happened, but I'm very grateful that it did because I love my lifestyle and it still means that I get to do things that I enjoy. Like I get to socialize with my friends. I get to go to uni and I'm just super appreciative for that stuff. So yeah, that's kind of my social media story. I feel like I went on a bit of a tangent there because it was more like, how did you get involved? And then I was like, I love you guys so much. But I really do. I really love you guys so much. And it wouldn't be for you. Like, I would be nothing without you guys' support. So at the end of the day, getting into social media is, yes, your content and how you create it. But it's also the people that back you. And I am so grateful to have such amazing supporters. So thank you for that. But yeah, in short, my kind of involvement and my want and desire to be on social media was a gradual and slow process I've always been on social media I've always been a very extroverted character so it was a no-brainer for me and I've been like striving to do this since I was like 14 years old so now to be 20 and see my 14 year old self like live out my dream is pretty surreal and I'm just really grateful to even be involved in this space because it's my ideal job and I love it so much so Okay, I need to stop going on this massive tangent. <laughs> okay, this next question I actually have gotten a fair bit as well, and it's what made you want to do a podcast? Now, let's let's get into it because this is a deep dive. I've also, I think I remember seeing some questions about relating to uni. So this all kind of ties together. I'm just trying to find it so I can read it out because I'm pretty sure I saw that. Yes, I got a question about what I do in uni, if I'm going to use my degree, and what made me want to start a podcast. Now, you're probably wondering, Ellie, what does uni and the podcast have to do in common? A lot, actually. So, let's go back to the, the start. When I was in high school, I actually wanted to become a geneticist. That was what I really wanted to do. And then I kind of had a bit of an epiphany and realized I was a business baddie at my roots. So I was like, she's going to be a business gal. So currently I am doing a double degree in business and arts and no, not art like painting because I would fail that Han. I'm not very artistically talented at all. Um, arts is like a category that I don't know how to explain it. Arts is like a big title that holds a bunch of different categories. So you can do languages and arts. You can do different types of marketing, advertisement, like Oh, what else can you do in arts? You can do, I think, history, everything, right? So I do a double degree in business and arts, and my majors are journalism and public relations. So through my degree, I get to do all sorts of things. I get to do some business. I get to do marketing. I get to do finance, which, trust me, I don't love, but it is part of the course, so i got to get it done. And I get to do super fun stuff with, like, relating to journalism. So I get to do news reporting audio journalism, video journalism, all that cool stuff. With public relations, I get to learn how to write, do feature writings, like, you know, all that cool stuff. And you're probably like, Ellie, this sounds boring, but to me, it sounds so much fun. And that's what I want to do. I want to become a journalist. So the idea of a podcast has always intrigued me because as you can tell, I can talk. I can, I'm a chatterbox and oh, I can't help it. But 
the good thing about being a chatterbox is you're able to do this kind of stuff like a podcast or you know with my tiktoks i can do a three minute tiktok no problem but for some people that's a struggle so i'm like i've got to utilize this skill and for me that would be journalism like being a news reporter that's my ideal or being you know a host a tv host a spokesperson that is where i see myself if that makes sense and that's something like a goal that i really want to achieve in my life so you're probably wondering how does this relate back to the podcast i'll tell you basically i was doing my journalism course and this i'm in my second year so like i'm saying it like it was in 1885 but it was literally like a year ago but it's when podcasts kind of took off and i was like oh this is really cool like this really intrigues me and then there happened to be a unit on podcasting so i was like i have to do this so i obviously did it learned about all the equipment the programs necessary and what is actually involved and fell in love with the concept and i was like this is something that i can actually do that aligns with my work already that will help me segue into what i actually want to do with my life like this is a good demo if that makes sense like i'm demoing what i actually want to do like my ideal would be to you know have this podcast blow up like how cool would that be or you know maybe this podcast gets me a job as a news reporter on like channel nine like do you know what i mean like i want to be able to have my degree hand in hand with my podcast you know my degree to show that i can do the work and i have the work ethic and then the podcast to be like and i have the skill does that make sense so the podcast for me was really to see if i had the ability to actually do this kind of stuff and evidently i've like fallen in love with it i love it so much and i get great feedback from you guys so i'm really appreciative of that but like i I love it so much and it aligns so much with what i want to do so i was like i just have to do it and the idea of a podcast for me was amazing because see i don't think i can do youtube which is probably weird because i do a lot of video content but i feel like this is more authentic it gives me like a phone call vibes like i'm the type of person to ring my friends in the car spontaneously as much as they despise it It is what I do. So this gives me the same energy. Like instead of just calling my friends, I'm like, listen to my recent podcast episode. I talk about you in it. So now you have to listen to it, (laughs) which is so funny. I actually, one of my friends, she's probably going to be listening to this and then she's going to text me and be like, stop talking about me on the podcast. Shout out to Hayley. She always listens to my episodes and she's like, can you stop talking about me on it? But she's such a good example, actually. Anyways, basically the idea of wanting to do a podcast was that A, I loved the idea of a podcast. I thought that it aligned really perfectly with what I already create on my social medias. B, it aligns so well with my personality. I feel like I was made to do a podcast. I don't know how else to articulate it, but whatever. And C, it really helps with what I want to do later in life. So it really aligns well with my course that I'm doing, the degree I want to get, and what I actually want to like do. I don't know how else to articulate it. That was probably very poorly worded. But you understand what I mean. So yeah, that's where the idea of a podcast came from. And honestly, I'm so glad like I bit the bullet and did it because I love it so much. And now I'm like, I can't imagine not having the podcast. Like, I I don't know. That sounds so cheesy. I actually can't imagine my life without the podcast. Hon. (laughs) But yeah, that's my little podcast, uni, what I want to do in life. Little question answered. And now before we get into the next Q&A topic, we've got to talk about my chemist warehouse goodie for this week. This is actually a newer one and one that you've probably seen me use a bunch. It's the Maybelline The Falsy Surreal Extensions Mascara. Oh my goodness. It is amazing. I went to the event for this and can I just say 
super cool event first of all but like the fact that we got gifted the mascara i was like hun i'm gonna need to stock up on this so i was like mum, you need to get one and then i'm keeping it and she was like you're crazy if you think you're keeping it so then she kept hers whatever you know i love mascara i love my maybelline mascaras i especially love the sky high but i feel like this one is a game changer because it lengthens and gives volume and it doesn't make it look clumpy which is like my ideal mascara in a tube i've actually put a lot of my friends onto the product and they are like oh my gosh i love it so much ellie and i'm like i know you can never go long you can never go wrong with a maybelline mascara so amazing and it like actually makes your eyelashes look like false lashes which i know is ironic because it's in the name but trust me it does and it's not like it's pretty cheap you can get it for like 16 bucks at chemist warehouse which is like amazing i'm actually on the website right now and i can give you the exact price 16 dollars and 69 cents hun slay my whole life give me eight do you know what i mean and you know i love chemist warehouse i feel like it's just that one-stop shop for everything you need makeup skincare hair care whatever it's there and if you are looking for a new mascara yours has just run out i would run and go get this because it's very popular i know that for a fact and i can vouch for it it is my new favorite mascara and i put everyone onto it so quickly hun before it sells out i would go grab yourself a maybelline the falsies surreal extensions mascara okay now back to the q a after we talked about my favorite favorite mascara i don't know why i'm doing this accent i'm so sorry <laughs> Um, I get this question a lot, and I'm going to answer it very quickly. No, I do not work out. You guys, for some reason, like, all think I'm a gym baddie, right? Okay, hang on. Wait. That's a very flattering compliment that you all think I'm a gym baddie, but I'm really not, and I wanted to make that clear because, you like, you all think I work out, and I don't want to put out this, like, misconception that I work out when I don't. Like, I'll go for a walk here and there, and I love wearing some activewear when I'm running errands. I feel like it's the comfiest thing ever, but... I'm not a gym queen. I used to be a gym queen and I'm very lucky because my physique is very like, I don't know how to explain it. I have a very fast metabolism, so I'm very gifted in that area. But I used to work out a lot. So especially in COVID, I was working out every single day. I'm talking like I was buff, like I was actually buff. Peter calls it buff Ellie. And honestly, she was like, she was jacked. But I don't do that anymore and I really want to get back into it. But I'm finding it really hard to find the time. But I don't work out like I used to be. I used to be able to do, if you're from Melbourne, you know what a thousand steps is, I hope. A thousand steps is like this place where you go and you literally climb a thousand steps. I actually remember I counted it when I was younger and it's not exactly a thousand. So that's quite tragic. But anyway, it's like this place that you go. I always go with my dad and we would just like climb up and then you go back down. And it's like this little fun hiking activity, but it's not really a massive hike. It's great. I used to be able to do that in 12 minutes. Like I was a very fit and athletic kid. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like my chances of doing that in 12 minutes, let alone 20. Do you know what I mean? I have gone from like extremely fit to like unfit. I used to do swimming. I used to do netball. I used to work out. I used to like be able to like run. I did cross country. Like I was, Han, I did everything. I even did soccer. Like I did all that. That has really like given me, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I still have, I don't know if anyone else gets this because like swimmers get like a V-line and I still very faint. I'm not going to say it's like prominent, but I have a little V-line from like when I did swimming and I'm like, hon, I don't know how that happened. Like one of, like what I was going to say one of my best friends, but they're sisters. 
they oh my god this is the same shout out to Haley again Haley and Monique they're swimmers and they have like the best swim bodies and they got like the best physiques and swimmers just have like the best bodies so I'm like lucky that my body has held on to that somehow but it's definitely fading away I can see it fading away but no I literally don't work out but I want to get back into it I go on hot girl walks sometimes but I need to get back into the rhythm but I didn't want to say come on here and be like yeah I work out because false beauty standards on uh 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 I am not a workout queen, even though I want to be. So that is the answer to that question. Okay, I think we've answered some questions. I've gone on a bunch of tangents. Uh, let's do some like quick fire questions. That's fun. Why do you go for Essendon? Um, because my dad forced me to. Anyone else's dad like that? Like you're born and he like just like puts a scarf on you and you're like this. This is the only team you're allowed to support. That was my father. How do you pronounce your name? Okay, wait, this one's actually fun. So you guys know me as El Ray. All of my family friends call me Ellie, but on my birth certificate, my name is actually Eddie Philly. And you're like, Han, what language was that? Greek. So Eddie Philly is a Greek name. It's actually my grandma's name. Very cute. We like are named after each other. I have like a brother named Peter and a cousin named Peter. It's just how us Greeks work. Anyways, the Aussie way of pronouncing it would probably be like Erifili, which I don't think sounds as pretty. I think it sounds much prettier when you put like a little accent on it, like Eddie Philly. Hun. But I hated it when I was a kid because no one could pronounce it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be L. I'm going to be L and that's going to be so much easier for everyone involved. But now everyone's like, your name is so pretty. Like, why don't you go by Erifili? And I'm like, guys, mixed signals much. Like, first you couldn't pronounce it and now you're saying it's pretty. Hun. But in saying that, sometimes like my family, like my close family will call me Philly. My dad calls me Philly, which is really cute. My papa used to call me Philly, which is adorable. And I don't know, that's just like, that's my name. But I saw someone also sent in saying they, they're debating with their friends, whether it's Elle or Ellie, but like neither of you are right. Like it's, it's both. Like I just go by both. I used to go by Ellie when I was a little kid. And now that I'm a bit older, people call me Elle. I feel like it's like I've had a sophisticated turn. So I'm L now. L Raceway. <laughs> I'm kidding. Call me whatever you want. But in primary school, my teachers used to call me Airi Firelai, and that's when I decided to change my name to L. If you're wondering when my breaking point was, I was like sitting in class and they were like, Airi Firelai, and I was like, yep, changing my name. This is not happening. So that's the story on that. <laughs> what is my favorite Taylor Swift song or album? I'm going to go 1989. It's got some classics in there. We've got Blank Space. We've got Style, Shake It Off, Bad Blood, Wildest Dreams. Some real like, like OG songs, which I love. But like, I love like her old stuff. Like, okay, Love Story, amazing song. I love You Belong With Me, great song. Oh my God. And there's another one. Oh my gosh. I was listening to it the other day. Why is it? It's just slipped my brain. Hang on. I'm actually going to scroll on Spotify and try and find it. This is what my life has become guys scrolling to find Taylor Swift songs. Honestly, not mad about it. TBH. God, what is it? Oh, picture to burn. Picture to burn. Love that song. Great song. And our song. Our song. <laughs> picture to burn and our song are amazing. Okay. I got to get off Taylor Swift because because the Eras tour is coming. Also, guys, um, George's uncle got us tickets. We didn't know. We found out a couple days ago, but I needed to let you guys know that I got tickets because everyone's like, I feel bad that you missed out. But George's uncle got us tickets. So me and George are actually going. So now I'm excited about the Eras tour. <laughs>
Oh, this person said, do you like meeting fans? I don't just like it. I love it. I love meeting you guys so much. I love giving out all the cuddles. You guys are like mean the world to me. And honestly, a lot of the time I tear up. My friends make fun of me for it. I'm a very emotional human being and I just love meeting you guys. It makes me so happy to actually be able to see and talk to you guys. So of course, I love it. I'm actually thinking of doing a meet and greet soon, trying to figure out the logistics behind that if it's even plausible, but I would love to do it because meeting you guys just makes my day if any of you have met me at a shopping center you've probably heard me say you have made my day and it's so true because anyone that i meet i'm just like oh my god you are adorable and it's your support that gets me to where i am so i can i thank you endlessly for that what is my favorite race light activity that is a great question um i'm trying to think what's a race light activity okay something that we do is we all watch tv shows together I don't know if anyone else's family does that, but we have like designated shows that we're like, we have to watch this as a family and no one cannot be present. Like, okay, there are exceptions. Like recently our show was Manifest and dad didn't like it. So dad wasn't part of it. But like we've been watching Parental Guidance and we all watch that together. Me and mum and George will watch Chicago Med. Like we have designated shows with designated people. So that's a race activity. And another thing is we always have dinner together. So we always have dinner together at the dinner table and that's really cute. That's like our little thing. And sometimes we play Monopoly. When I say sometimes, I mean like once a month. So that's fun. <laughs> we are gonna end the episode on this last question. You've got one day left with PMWIs or live forever without PMWIs. Look, this is a very difficult question. And I honestly don't know how I feel about it because it's probably the only ultimatum that I would face and be genuinely terrified of the result. One day left with PMWIs or live forever, but without PMWIs. Uh, look, if I had to pick based off of that, I think my commitment would have to be the one day left but I found a loophole, which you guys are not going to like. But I found it, so boom. I would honestly pick Live Forever without PMWIs because they never said anything about not having a PM. I could still have a Pepsi Max, just leave it in the fridge to make sure it's cold. Yeah, the ice won't give me the same satisfaction, but at least it won't be lukewarm. If it was lukewarm, I would go with like one day left. I don't know. Oh, maybe I'm being over dramatic. No, I'm not. I'm actually not. PMWIs are the best thing to ever exist, so. <sighs> not overdramatic at all, in my humble opinion. So, yeah, I'd go one day left. I mean, sorry, live forever. Wait, hang on. Wrong, wrong question. Li oh, yeah, live forever, but without PMWIs, and I'd just have PMs, but, like, refrigerated PMs. Loopholes. Okay, wait. I said that was the last question, but I just saw this one, and it's really funny. Worst ex you've ever had. Okay, this one's short and simple. The worst ex I've ever had didn't even want to kiss me or touch me. And that's when I thought, hun, we have to break up. Because why does my boyfriend not want to touch me? It was like we were just best friends who just hung out. Like, when I say he didn't want to kiss or touch me, I mean, like, I'm genuinely being serious. Like, one time I asked him for a hug and he just flat out said no. And I was like, mm, maybe this relationship needs to come to an end. And then I dumped him. But yeah, that is the end of this episode, guys. <laughs> kind of took a turn there at the end. That actually felt good to get off my chest, to be honest. 
Anyways, that is the end of today's episode. Let me know if you want a part two to the Q&A because I still have a lot of questions here that I didn't answer. Yes, I went on a bit of tangents earlier, but hon, it was was kind of a vibe, so I don't mind it. But yeah, thank you for listening to this episode and get chatty with me. I've kind of had a sentimental moment this episode. Just want you guys to know how much I love and adore you and appreciate your support. It means the world and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys, so I just want you to know that. Love you so much. Let me know what you thought of today's episode and if you want a part two. But for now, that's it. And I love you guys. Mwah!